This week's episode of Downsizing is brought to you by Cologne. Cologne. It's perfume in a square bottle. Hello and welcome to Downsizing, the show that's basically Infowars for weebs. I'm your host, amateur life coach, Tim Down. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm on a bit of a cooking kick, if I may be so bold. Um, I had a big cooking week last week. My girlfriend uh, was away on Thursday night because she was helping make a birthday cake for her brother. And uh, so I was, uh, it was just me and the, the little lad for dinner. And so I decided to make some fried chicken. Um, something just, the, you know, the spirit just took me and I decided I wanted to have some uh, kind of General Tao style chicken. But I ended up doing kind of a combo meal of, uh, it was like basically General Tao sized chicken bites but with a spicy, sweet and spicy Korean uh, sauce. So, kind of best of both worlds kind of thing. And first of all, um, I think we've discussed it on this podcast before, but I there's a few things I dislike more than the feeling of cornstarch. And, you know, even just talking about it and thinking about it is going to give me goosebumps. But I soldiered through... I was brave and strong, and uh, I coated the chicken with cornstarch because that's what uh, the recipe called for. Set of flour. It's a little secret you might not know about because you're not a not a Michelin chef like myself. Um, Michelin chef in the sense that what I make tastes like tires. <laughs> see, what, see what I did there? It's a, it's the same company. It's a, the exact same company. Um, but yeah, it took quite a while to make. Partially because I think I'm probably just slow, uh, but it did take me a little while. And so by the time I actually sat down to eat, I was quite, quite hungry. Um, And I started just tucking in and I think it might be the best thing I've ever made. It just was everything I wanted it to be. And the texture was perfect. Flavor was perfect. Um, the one issue is I know that I'll never be able to replicate it. Uh, every recipe that I've nailed on the first try, I've subsequently fucked up every single other time. So it was nice while it lasted. Um, and I think I could be, I could be wrong, but I did. I made a bunch of it. I made. Uh, I think I used like four chicken thighs. And I think I was planning on like letting it kind of, you know, oh, I'll, I'll have some for lunch tomorrow, maybe the next day. I I had it all. <laughs> I ate all of it. Um, and obviously watched One Piece. Um, so it wasn't the most healthy choice, um, but it did, uh, it was very gratifying, I would say. And since I bought it at Costco, I, n- I have a shit ton of chicken now. So going to be trying all kinds of, all manner of different recipes. Um, on the other hand, I also kind of sort of, um, how do we put this, uh, fucked up a recipe. So on Sunday, we went to my parents' house for dinner and we had roast beef. 
And I don't have roast beef very often, so I'm very excited when I do get to have it. And I took some leftovers home, and I decided I wanted to make a roast beef sandwich. Because who doesn't like a nice roast beef sandwich? Uh, but I didn't have any bread, and I thought it would be a good opportunity to try and make some. Now, I'm not a big bread maker. I don't know that I've ever really made bread. Um, can that possibly be true? Have I never made bread? I don't think that's accurate. I think I maybe have made bread before, but it's not a thing I normally make. So, you know, I was trying to broaden my horizons a little bit. And I found a recipe for baguette bread that was, it seemed to be very easy to make. Um, Basically just mix the ingredients together, let it sit overnight, let it proof again once you've rolled them out, and then cook them for like 40 minutes. I guess bake is the proper uh, terminology here. And so the first step went great. I mixed all the greens together, left it on the counter overnight, and it doubled in size. It was like perfect dough. And looking back, where I fucked up is I didn't use enough flour. It was very, very wet. It was a very wet dough, and I think I was supposed to do a like a ton of flour so it would hold its shape better. But I did not do that. And so I rolled it out, put it on a pan, and uh, you know you're supposed to leave it in a warm place to rise for another two hours so i did that and i don't know if you've seen a baguette before but they're they're like uh you know long and thin and kind of roundish uh but when i opened the oven after they'd proofed for another two hours these were more long and wide like i'm trying to think it was it was almost the same width as a regular loaf of bread but maybe half the height so already you know not that great what i think i should have done also i tried scoring it with a razor blade and it didn't work i think because it was too wet i think if i had floured it liberally as in retrospect the recipe told me to do would have turned out much better and then you know, I, I but it, it seemed okay. They they cooked all the way through, and I uh, I let it cool for a bit, and then I cut off the end to try it, and it was good. It was uh, not the most flavorful, but had good texture. Um, and then it only occurred to me after. I think I did this with a pie once too. Uh, I just looked up, hey, how long are you supposed to let loaves of bread cool? And it said, well, you know, 15 to 30 minutes. But if it's bigger, you really should let it cool for two hours. And I think I maybe let it cool for 30 minutes. So probably didn't uh, set properly. But you know what? Listen, I fuck a lot of things up. And the problem with fucking up like recipes, like meals, is it's a bit harder to troubleshoot. Because, you know, if you make, if you make like spaghetti and fuck it up. I mean, I, I don't know. Is there anyone? I mean, how how much could you really fuck up spaghetti? Now that I think about it, like, is your is your water not hot enough? I don't know. But listen, you put a plate of spaghetti in front of somebody, and it's bad. There's a lot of what. What's the issue? Was it you had too much water? You cooked it for too long. The sauce was bad. Was the sauce bad because it's the wrong texture? Because it's the wrong whatever? It's hard to. Harder to pinpoint, I think. Um, 
But with bread, it's like only a couple ingredients. So there's only a couple things that could have gone wrong. And so I'm able to, uh, I think I can figure out where I went wrong and now I can adjust and make a nicer loaf of bread next time. Um, which obviously, uh, at the end of the day is, uh, is the goal when you do something is to do it, um, to do it well. And I know I kind of missed the boat on the the whole bread train. Like three years ago, everybody was making sourdough because I guess everyone was indoors for some reason. Uh, I just never got into that, um, as much as I could have. And I think part of it is it kind of seems like a pain in the ass to deal with sourdough. And I also don't totally get how it works. <laughs> like every time I've, I've sort of looked into it, I haven't, whatever. I haven't really looked that deep into it, but it's like, oh yeah, you got this thing and it's just like water and flour and, and salt. And then when you want to, you, you gotta, you gotta get rid of it. You gotta th- throw some shit away and then add, and I'm like, where are you, how does this, where are you putting it? Like, what is, what is the, what is happening? And I mean, my girlfriend's made sourdough all the time. So at any point I could have just gone and looked at what she was doing and worked it out, but not exactly, uh, not exactly a big opportunity guy. You know, I'm the, I'm the big, I'm the big chef of missed opportunities. Um, so yeah, it just seems like a lot of maintenance and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of steps when I could just throw a bunch of shit in a bowl, leave it overnight and then bake it the next day. But you know, I'm, I'm looking to broaden my horizons a little bit. Maybe I'll make some scones or, uh, uh maybe some nice non bread. Actually non means bread. So it's bread, bread, have some non bread, some chai tea, some, uh, you know, use an ATM machine, all that good stuff. Um, now, you know, it is wedding season. Uh, obviously I think, I don't know if everybody's going to weddings around this time of year. I certainly am. Um, and I've won this weekend that, um, you know, I've had a hot, you know, most, for the most part with a wedding, it's kind of straightforward. Cause it's like, Hey, I'm just going to wear a suit. Uh, and that's about it. For women, it's a bit more involved. Like, do you wear a dress? Do you wear uh, a blouse? I don't know. <laughs> Shows what I know. But if you're a guy, it's the question is usually, what color a suit? And am I going to wear a tie? But this wedding is a bit different. I've been told it's not, you know, it's really not that formal. It's uh, mostly outdoor. It's more of a, you know... More of like a outdoorsy kind of barbecue kind of get together, but you know, you don't want to be the guy showing up in like a Metallica t-shirt and ripped pants and be like, oh, I thought it wasn't formal and everyone else ignored it and is wearing like a suit and, a, and you know, nice shoes. Um, but I think I've, I've figured out a, uh, a style. I found a shirt. It's a button up. I keep wanting to say sleeveless. It's not sleeveless short sleeved. I'm not wearing a sleeveless shirt to a wedding. That would be <clears throat> be a different kind of wedding, I think. Uh I'm just trying to find some pants to match. So, I'll let you know how that goes. Uh but another thing that I needed to do was get a nice little haircut. 
uh, because my hair has been getting to the point where it's almost like if you ever see a professor of philosophy give a lecture and their hair is just fucked up because it's like, oh, they don't even like they go get a haircut when they're made to, but otherwise they're just, it's all fucked up from them running their hands through it all the time. And on them, it looks like it kind of works almost because usually they're also like have nice facial hair or a big beard or, uh, you know, dress well. Uh, and uh, I don't have any of those other things. So I'm just a guy with bad hair. And I've been going to the same gal for, I mean, 10 years or more. That's fuck. That's really weird. Cause I, I only, I, there's a very big period of my youth where I didn't get haircuts cause I had really long hair. And then after that, yeah, it was, it's, so it's been a little over 10 years and, uh, you know, followed her to different salons. Um, and then I called her like a month or so ago and she wasn't returning my calls. So, you know, it's a bit of a weird position to be in. I came, I came pretty close to trying to cut my own hair. Um, we have documented my attempts to cut someone else's hair on this podcast. And, you know, I I think at this point in my life, I know where my problem areas are and I've undertaken enough things that I've gotten halfway through and realized I'm out of my depth to where, you know, I could probably do the sides and back, um, you know, just because I watched a couple videos you know, you buzz with the different guards and use your fingers as a guide and, and all this stuff. And then on the top where you actually use the scissors, it was like, you know, you cut some and then you basically hold that length and then use that as a guide for the rest of your hair. And I was looking at it and I'm like, that looks, it makes a lot of sense why you do it like that. Um, it, it's very, a simple approach. doesn't seem that complicated, but I'm looking at it and I know that's the exact, exact thing that I would fuck up. So I held off and I came to realize near my new apartment, uh, just down the street and around the corner, there's, uh, like a salon. And so I was like, Oh, I'll go check that out. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll see, you know, if they, uh, will just cut my hair. I mean, I don't know what else they would do there, but anyway, I walked by yesterday and they're closed on Mondays. And I was like, damn, that's a shame. Well, maybe I'll just come back one of the other days they're open because they're open until like 530. But I kept walking and like right next to it, there was a really small barber shop with, I think, just one chair. And I looked at it, I'm like, huh, I mean, guy's a guy is a barber it seems interesting to be right next door to each other but i looked it up there wasn't a website there was just a couple reviews from a couple years ago that said like great guy really you know great conversationalist big talks about you know life uh speaks english french spanish arabic i was like fuck this guy seems this guy seems kind of sick so i walked back and i went in and he's watching something on the TV and I he's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, hey, um, do you take walk-ins? And he's like, what? And I'm like, 
And I kind of motioned, like, you cut my hair? And he's like, yeah, have a seat. I'm like, oh, shit. I sit down. Dude's really nice. Asked me how I, how I want my hair cut, and I told him. And this is an experience I haven't had for a while, you know, because I'm used to going in just going, like, hey, I cut it in the normal way. And so I told him, I'm like, you know, buzz inside a little longer on top. And then he's doing he's doing it differently than the regular gal. The regular gal, she would wash my hair completely, shampoo it, then buzz it against the grain, then trim up top. This guy, he's buzzing down against the grain. Or with the grain, sorry. And I was like, hmm, I don't know how I'm going to look at the end of this. Uh, but I mean, it says he's 20 years in business. So this guy should know what he's doing, right? So he does it all around the sides and then he does it a bit on top and then he's trimming the sides as well. And, you know, he's asking me like, hey, uh, he's like, so do you uh, live around here? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm around the corner. He's like, oh, great. You're new to the neighborhood. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, do you work around here? And I'm like, well, I work from home. So, yes. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And he's like, okay, so if the haircut's good, tell your girlfriend you came here. If you, if it's not good, uh, don't tell her. I was like, if it's not good, I'll tell her I did it myself. We had a good chuckle about that. And I'm not sure what kind of man you've been picturing. I meant to describe him earlier. Not really that relevant to the story, but just, you know, to paint a picture for you. Um, He was maybe 70s, 80s. He looked like Danny DeVito if uh, Danny DeVito was Middle Eastern. And really what I mean is he had Danny DeVito's build and height. So uh, anyway, he did a, a real bang up. He did a really good job, honestly. It's a good cut. It's a it's a classy cut. And then I go, and I should have anticipated this. Um, but I also, as you've, as you've heard, I went in kind of on a whim. And uh, I go, how much is it? Is it cash only? He's like, yeah. I'm like, shit, dude. Let me go get some cash. How much is it? He says, $15. $15 for a haircut. Where are you getting $15 for a haircut? I was paying like twice that much before. And then I came, went to the ATM machine, got him his money, and then he gave me two Werther's Originals, one for me, one for my girlfriend, Classy. And he gave me a pamphlet on, I don't think you'd ever guess, uh, like Jehovah's Witness stuff. And he's like, there you go. You go with the computer, go on the website. It's got everything you need. And I was like, damn. I was not expecting the Jehovah's Witness thing. But hey, man, you cut hair like that for 15 bucks? I'll give it a perusal. I haven't. It's still in my car. But I'll just say it, you know? I'll just say that I'm going to do that. So, you know, all in all, getting ready for the wedding. I, I I also will be honest. I know I joked last week about doing a UFC weight cut. Um, but I also <laughs> there's a there was a it's been it's been dancing around in my head ever since I said that of doing that, which is a very bad idea. Also. If just because, um, like, I am i don't know how to do it. 
I, like I, I kind of know, but the only thing, like the most recent information I, I read is he basically just drank like six or seven liters of water a day. And then you just go sweat it out and somehow or another that, that does it. But I feel like, I feel like that would just make me feel like shit. And I have a three hour drive to get to the, the wedding. So I'm not going to be doing that. I'm just going to try and, you know, maybe I'll work out in the morning. Maybe that's what I'll do. Get a little pump going, feel a little bit jacked. Try not to drink any alcohol this week. We'll see what we can do. Um, on another wedding note, on Saturday, uh, I actually went to a bachelor party for the wedding, that, the second wedding that I'm officiating. And I'm not going to get into a lot of the details of what happened. Um, not because it was sorted, uh, but, you know, just to be a bit of a be a bit of a mensch, as they say. What I will say that I found very interesting is, so I, most people that were there were bilingual, but most were francophone, if not all. I think just most. Um, so everybody, obviously, everybody's speaking to each other in French. And this is not uh, an opportunity I get very often because normally if I'm speaking to people who are French, it's either one-on-one and they're French and it's more of like a work setting uh, or I'm in a store or something or I'm with someone who is Francophone, but it's like there's someone, they're friends with my friend who's English, so we all speak English, you know? I haven't had it happen very often where I'm just in a social setting where the primary language is French. And I, you know, that's a toot my own horn. I did well. I did fine. I got told again that my French is good, which it's fine. But it was just kind of, uh, I don't know. I feel like I got a lot out of it because you just don't, I just, that's been my main thing with French is, I can get by. I can go through a work day with it. I don't really get pity English anymore. Um, but I don't really get to test it in a social setting and try and make jokes and try to like have more of a lighthearted personal conversation in French. And I got to do that. And I, you know, I, I there was a, a, a bit of a fear that I had that everybody would just start speaking English because I was English and I'd be like, I don't want to be the guy that's like fucking it up for everybody. But I held my own. It was fine. People did. I did have some conversations in English. I think some people wanted to maybe practice their English. I don't know. Or just, you know, it's accommodating me. But let me tell you something. It's a good feeling. I'm not pure Len, but I'm a a Cid Quebecois also. Not to brag also, but... I, dare I say, dominated at beer pong. Uh, I wasn't drinking at that point because I was driving back and I was like an hour away from home. But I think the key to beer pong is really just believing you can do it. So I would just say like, you know, nothing but net and throw it and it would get in. Literally the first game guy was playing with, Got a got one in first shot. I got mine in the same cup. 
balls back, as you know, as anyone who's played beer pong knows. Also, everyone that's played beer pong knows that the rules change every time you play. But, ball's back. He throws another ball, gets it in a cup. I throw <laughs> mine, get in the same cup. Those balls back again. <laughs> it felt like bullying. But I'm not like a, a guy that's good at beer pong, if that makes sense. It's really like hit and miss. It's, I mean, no pun intended. Ugh. Uh, but it really is. Like sometimes I, I don't miss. Sometimes I miss. On, I only miss. So I don't feel too bad about it because it feels like it's not even me doing it. It's like, you know, feeling good you got a number from a random number generator. It's like, it, it's not up to me. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, you know, overall, I'd say a successful weekend. And, uh, you know, I guess I'm just thinking about, uh, what I'm going to say as the efficient, <laughs> no pressure. It's only in, uh, a month from today. Ooh, shit. Ooh, I guess I better, uh, you know, get it together. I'm already working on it. If you're if you're listening to this, I've already been working on. It. I'm not just starting now, so don't worry. I'm I'm obviously taking this seriously, but I'm just saying it's it's got uh, needs some polish. Um, I guess uh, to end this week, I'll end on a, a French joke that I came up with. Um, part of my role in the weekend was coming up with uh, some puns. And most of them were in English, but I did come up with one that was in French, and it's it's pretty good. If you don't know what it means, um, you can you can ask a French friend to try and translate for you. So, uh, as always, you can follow me on Instagram, discussing underscore occasion. You can send me an email, dancesingpotagmail.com. Here's the joke. We're going to end on the joke. Mes amis ont acheté trop d'un type de bière. Mais c'est pas la fin du monde.